0: Recorded uh, live.
1: Damn it. Um, so yeah, this is Podcast Rebellion. Uh, this is your Sunday edition where we talk about what we loved and what we hated about this week's game. By now, I think you have all gotten uh, some water to rehydrate and some food, hopefully, uh, to fight the hangover. That is the 34 to 30 loss at the hands of Arkansas and Burt. I'm Zach Berry. Uh, once again, we are joined by Gray Hardison. Gray, do you have anything that you could tell me that'll make me feel any better?
0: Uh, I do not. I have nothing. I damn it. I, when, ah. when, you, when you said things we loved and things we hated, I just immediately thought, you know, I just pretty much hated everything.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, You know, when I was uh, trying to come up with some talking points, you know, I was really hard-pressed to find things that I loved. But, um, you know, we, as Ole Miss fans, by this point, you know, 28 years on this earth, I have uh, developed this innate ability to find the silver lining in things, because that's what you do when you are an Ole Miss fan. So... With that, we'll talk about what we loved about this game first. Um, you know, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but Chad Kelly ran the ball pretty well.
0: Yeah, I, I, they had a—they finally looked like they had a few more uh, design runs in for him uh, this week. I don't think we had really seen uh, probably not more than a handful of those all year. And then, you know, when he. Uh, when Arkansas, he was able to break uh, containment in the pocket and get out in the open field. Yeah, he had some some really nice runs.
1: Yeah, you know it was nice. Um, a lot of it, I think, might have been scrambles, but nevertheless, he had 14 rushes for 89 yards and then had two touchdowns. So good enough for about six and a half a pop. Um, other than that, you know, the rest of the running game was not great. Uh, Keem Judd had a nice touchdown run, but Uh, You know, Eugene Brasley was mixed in there, here and there. But, uh, yeah, that was about it. But, you know, nice to see that Chad's getting uh, to run the ball. Um, Next, you know, Evan Ingram. Pretty much uh, rinse and repeat with him week in and week out. The dude is talented. Yeah, I mean, he just,
0: just, at this point, I mean, especially against the rest of the schedule, there's not that anybody in the first part of the schedule could, but there's nobody in the second part that can, can handle him. Uh, I mean, he's, I think it would be a pretty safe uh, to mark him down for six to seven catches a game and right around 100 yards.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's right where he was. I mean, he had seven catches for 111 yards and a touchdown. Um, It's no secret that he's Kelly's favorite target, and for good reason, Um, whether it be a check down or just a primary receiver over the middle. Uh, he's been pretty much uh, the one of the most consistent things on the offense other than Chad. So, um, yeah, he was great. Uh, on the other side of the ball, um, Zedrick Woods continues to uh, improve. And, you know, I think he's going to be an SEC star. I mean, I think he already is. But, yeah, he looked great, led the team in tackles again.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I think, uh, and, you know, like we've said before, you know, I never thought he would Really do much, but uh, I mean another. I mean he's already pretty good this year, but I think after another year of experience and uh, and just having a better understanding of, of what he should be doing, not only what he should be doing, but what everybody else should be doing, um, i think next year he could uh, he could possibly be in contention for at least maybe not first team All SEC, but Maybe second or third. If
1: they do like basketball, and you know they announce like
0: thirty people make each team, I think he's probably got a pretty good shot.
1: Yeah, he had a a really nice day. Ten total tackles. He had five solo stops. Um, So yeah, pretty. uh, I like seeing that. You know, a former two-star guy who no one wanted, and Ole Miss went and got him. And yeah, he's turned into a really nice player on the back end. Um, Staying on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, some uh, you know, one of the few things that Dave Womack did that worked. Um, Marquise Haynes dropping back in some zone coverage and getting himself an interception, that was pretty fun to see.
0: Yeah, that was, because <laughs> at that point when he intercepted that ball, like I had already gone over the edge and was just complete despair mode and, uh, you know, just hating everything. And then he just made, I mean, like we got good pressure, but Really nice play by him because we've started to do that. Uh, well, I know we did it some last year, but we I've noticed we've done it a lot more this year. Uh, I don't know if we're <laughs> showing NFL teams that he can play outside linebacker, or uh, we basically uh, need him to play linebacker because we have an extreme lack of talent there.
1: Yeah, I think um, it, you know it's nice to to see him make plays like this because he came back to school. Um, you know, probably could have tried to maybe get drafted, but, you know, it's good for him to come back. And, yeah, I mean, he's showing that skill set that NFL teams really like now. You know, Pete Carroll loves his, his outside linebackers that can put their hand down, you know, like a Bruce Irvin, uh, who was with the Seahawks for a little while. Um, Von Miller does a, does a similar thing. He's bigger than Marquise, but just that athletic guy that can move in space. So that was pretty fun to see. And, yeah, I'm with you. Um our very own Smeargle uh, was in town and he was over watching the game with me at my house. And we were both, you know, kind of arms folded, trying to decipher what was happening. And then when that happened, we both kind of grabbed each other and just screamed. Uh, Cause it was, uh, that was a big, that was a big turning point in the game. And I thought that, you know, maybe almost would take advantage, but they didn't. Um <laughs> Going to uh, special teams here, um, a guy that usually gets a lot of flack uh, for good reason, and uh, don't worry, he'll get some later on in the show, uh, Carlos Davis had a pretty good day returning kicks. Yeah, I, I still, I mean,
0: when he stepped out of bounds, but I just remember, I was like, I don't, you know, I obviously wanted it to be a touchdown, but he stepped out of bounds, but my thought was, like, well, regardless if they overturned this, that's the first good kick return we've had I, I, I really couldn't remember us having a kick return that didn't end with us uh at the ball our own twenty five or inside our on twenty five uh but he uh, he had some nice uh, a couple of nice returns uh one of them got i remember he had one i think it was in the second got called back by a, uh a block in the back that backed us way up but uh he you know, that was the first time i saw it all year he looked uh confident in kick return and in uh and punt return, I, you know, he, I mean, I, I know he didn't really have any punt returns, but he just fair caught the ball. That's all I want. Just catch the ball. And he did that every single time.
1: Yeah. The uh, one opportunity he had to return a punt, he actually looked like he knew what he was doing when making the fair catch. And yeah, I mean, he had four kick returns, uh, average about 22 a pop on each one. But I mean, you know, it's nice to have some semblance of a weapon back there to try to, you know, Win some field position battles um, when that's been an issue because the offense is so high powered and you know can be sporadic at times and that really puts your defense in a bind. So it's nice to have a good kick return to uh, give the offense you know to the thirty, thirty-five, or forty. So uh, last thing, uh, for whatever reason, uh, Hugh Freeze doesn't pick one punter, but Will Gleason, Will Gleason had a pretty good day. Um, he had two punts uh, for a 42 average. Um, didn't really. He kind of did the rugby punt, but still pretty good.
0: Yeah, he just. I mean, I guess my just biggest complaint is he's just. And and maybe obviously we're not in practice, so we don't know. But Gleason in the games, he is just always oh, just just always so inconsistent. And the few times that that Wunderlich, uh has punted, like he's looked pretty good, but. Uh, again, who knows? Wonderlook could be the reason Wonderlook doesn't fund games. Maybe he's just so inconsistent in uh, in practice. But sort of like you said, I just find one who can do it the best and stick with him. I, I just, I don't know. I just, and I, I just gotten where I just don't like the after the rugby kick in the Alabama game. I'm, I'm just emotionally, I'm done with rugby kicks, and I don't want to see those anymore. But I don't know. Like you said, they did it did work at times last night so I, I don't know but i just again just pick one and regular punt it please yeah
1: and boy do you, you know it was a uh you know it was a good night when uh the last thing we talked about that was good was punting um, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah so yeah it were was, sc- <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel here
1: yeah hell of a hell of a night um so moving on to what we hated uh first things first play calling on both sides of the ball were just absolutely atrocious um one thing that stood out to me i hate hate calling a fade on third and short in the red zone i absolutely hate it um and and not to mention you throw it to the short side of the field and not even to your biggest guy um i can't stand that um i mean do you have any thoughts
0: I no, mean, I've always I'm always on uh team uh
1: ban the fade.
0: I mean I, I don't care what down it is, I hate the fade. I absolutely freaking hate it. I mean unless you've got Randy Moss or somebody like that out there, then you can throw it. But other than that, if you don't have that person, that just no. Don't throw it. And it just I mean, I know it's not old, just Old Miss that does it, but so many teams do it, but when Old Miss does it, it just oh man, does it does it make me mad it rage i get it makes me not only does it make me get mad
1: online it makes me get mad in real life yeah i was uh, I was mad r i l um a lot uh, last last night, but yeah, I mean the fade's fine i don't completely hate it, but I just wish throw it to the wide side, don't throw it to the short side where the defender can really use the the sideline as an extra defender I think you give yourself more space to operate to where you can either throw the back shoulder fade, um, you know, I just think you have more room, but throw it to someone else. I mean, don't throw it to Quincy out of Boy Joe. I mean, Quincy's a a good receiver, but, I mean, throw it to somebody else. They tried it later on and threw it to DeMaurier Stringfellow, but once again, it was to the short side, and the defender was able to use the sideline as an extra defender and really squeeze DeMaurier down. But on the defensive side, I mean, other than, you know, the zone blitz that we showed and, you know, Marquise, Picked it off. I honestly do not think that Dave Womack mixed any looks, any coverages whatsoever all night. I swear to God, death taxes and a damn ten yard cushion by Ole Miss DBs. It's it's insane. It blows my mind. And I was all caps, mad, red face emoji IRL about this all freaking night. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I just
0: I don't get it. Especially uh, I was trying to think it was on the. Oh, I think it was the drive that they eventually scored to take, the, you know, to make it 34-30. Uh I think they had the ball like at midfield and it was like a third, third and 8 or second and 8, I can't remember. And we sent pressure, and to me, if you're sending pressure, why why are you giving a cushion? Like the idea that you're trying to make them get the ball out in a hurry. And if you have a cushion, uh, it just defeats the purpose of the pressure. And sure enough, some guy, I don't remember, I think it was that Hatcher guy, was wide open, ten yards down the field. Coverage was somehow. I mean, he was at ten yards down the field, and the nearest guy was five yards behind him. And it's just, I don't. And I mean, and I mean, who knows? Walmart could be could be making all the right calls. They're just not executing on the field. I, I don't know. But uh, at this point, it just it's been going on all year. So I, it could be more of a uh, philosophy thing than execution thing.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it's very. Very discouraging when it's third and nine and the defense has done its job and then Arkansas can just flip it out there for eleven yards easily because they're just playing this ridiculous cushion. I don't understand it. Um and you know, Carlos, we praised you earlier. Um now we're gonna we're gonna hate on you a little bit. Seriously, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Carlos Davis, Rod Taylor, and now I think Tony Bridges is in there as well, have some kind of uh, blackmail, or they've done some kind of pyramid scheme where they've trapped Hugh Freeze to where they have to play. Um, we talked about it with the, with the two freshmen, Jalen's, they played so well and then they don't even start. I, I don't get it. And then Rod Taylor gets hurt and they put Greg Little in and then they put Rod back in. Why would, why do you want to put a guy that's hurt and banged up out there when a very more than capable uh, five-star freshman is there waiting to play?
0: Like just not everything from last night. I don't. No, none of it makes sense. Uh, I mean, I actually thought, and I haven't gone back. I haven't rewatched it. But I thought Taylor probably played his best game last night, uh, and I thought he was fine. But uh, to your point, I mean, yeah, guy gets hurt. I, you got a guy who's just as good, if not better, than him. Why? Why put him back in? Uh, but then, as you were talking about uh, Carlos Davis and Bridges, uh, Davis, you know, he did. I mean. I, it's it's hard to fault him. because He's just so limited in his size and, and just overall skill level. Uh, but Bridges, it's just Bridges just was really 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 bad last night, and he hasn't been good all year. Uh, but last night, especially, he was just atrocious. And I, I'm like you. This is how many. This is see. Third. This, this is 19 games into his oldness career. We know what he is. Uh, Play the young guys because he's he's not going to give you anything.
1: Yeah, I mean he's limited size wise, and I just don't think he's as good as the other Jalen's. And then Tony Bridges, it, he just struggles in space. Um, but y- y- you know, we play him a- as the field corner. It, it just blows my mind. It, it's almost like the coaches just do everything the opposite. I I, I have no, I, I have no answer for why. Um, Moving back over to offense, um, where the hell was A.J. Brown and DeMarcus Lodge? Um, A.J. Brown had one catch for, I think, 13 yards, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I have no idea why we don't throw to him more. Um, There's not a single DB in the SEC that can match up physically with him, and we only throw him – we target him once. Uh, Don't understand it, DeMarcus Lodge, same same thing. Mismatch against any DB, and I I don't think – he didn't have any catches. So yeah, I, I don't know. Do you, what the hell is happening?
0: I know the only thing on Brown I, I remember is I think it was in the second – to say the second half. We when we were backed up, I think we were on like our own five or ten yard or something like that on a third down. He uh if you remember Chad just threw a pass out I think we were maybe close to the left hash. Anyway, he threw a, a pass out to the right side of the field and it was basically there was nobody there, but Chad wasn't under pressure. So it didn't make any sense. And then you immediately see, uh, something on TV cut to, uh, freeze. It was freeze and hurt. So he was getting a double earful. It was them yelling at AJ Brown. I guess he ran the wrong route or did something wrong. Uh, but they were extremely upset with him about something, uh, that I, I would assume he either wasn't paying attention or didn't do what he was supposed to do. And so I don't really remember if he played that much after that. I think they got so mad at him, but, uh, yeah, I'm like, I, I, you have all these guys and 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 the other physical mismatch that that, that we always talk about is a strength, though. I mean I know he had a he had one or two drops last night, but I'm looking at the he had we targeted him five times last night. And a guy that's that freaking big against corn Arkansas corners who were not big, uh, he should have double those targets.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't know if it's because I'm a form I'm a former receiver. Uh, but I'm a big fan of going right back at a guy that, that drops a big pass. Um, I think that obviously it shows confidence in the guy. But, I mean, I think that's just the best way to erase it from your memory is just get the next one. Uh, same thing with a quarterback. A quarterback throws an interception. I'm a huge fan of throwback out there, first down, throw again, uh, And especially with Ole Miss because that's your identity. That's, that's who you are as a team. Uh, you need to have Chad Kelly throw for 300-plus yards and a couple touchdowns, three touchdowns every week. Um, and we saw it Chad didn't throw for 300 and they struggled. Um, you know, it's not all on Chad, you know, not saying that, but, um, you know, the team is limited defensively and Chad has to be really good for them to have a chance to win every week. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Um, next, uh, you know, we talked about the 10 yard cushion from the DBs all night. Uh, it just kills me because, you know, we just don't make adjustments, um, Zero adjustments whatsoever on either side of the, foo- of the football. Um, offensively, um, you know, Arkansas was getting tons of pressure all night. They were blowing up our offensive line. The best way to fend off a team that's killing you with their blitzes and their pass rush, throw some screens, throw some slants, anything quick to slow it down. And almost did nothing of the sort and just played right into the hands of the, of the pass rush.
0: Yeah, that was the, the second half. I
1: thought the offensive line. First half, I thought they they were they were all they were
0: right at what they're capable of, and second half they were just they were awful, just awful. They couldn't block anybody, and 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 a lot of times it was just Arkansas rushing four, and if Arkansas is rushing four, and I mean that's uh, that's not a great for defense, and they were able to rush four and get pressure, and and then I mean, obviously that disrupts everything. Uh, but yeah, but and I'm like, <laughs> throw some shorter passes, but. We haven't really done that all year. Like, if you remember last year, and then especially with Dr. Bo, we ran a million and a half bubble screens a game, or bubble screens, or whatever type of screens you want to call them. But just quick throw it out there, make your receiver, just go, go turn him into a running back in the open field. And uh, we just, I don't know why, but we we don't do that this year. And I mean, even when, uh, you know, we have fine blocking,
1: uh, but yeah, I mean, here's at some a, here's a you gotta thought. you got to change it up. I mean, here's a thought. If you're going to be griping at AJ Brown for running the wrong route or maybe reading coverage wrong and not audibling to what Chad might have checked down to, why don't you make it simple for the freshman and just swing it out there to him and just say, hey, you're 230 pounds, go run over four people. Because that's all he did in high school was just get in the football and then just create. Uh, I mean, that's an easy way to get the guy's confidence back and then, you know, just, hell, pick up four to five yards. Um yeah, I mean, they did it all the time with Stringfellow. And obviously, or not Stringfellow, Treadwell. And, I mean, heck, do it with String. A.J. Brown is basically the size of Laquan when he was a sophomore. And that's all they did with him was throw little bubble screens and quick hitches to him. Just do that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe no, we did... I, I mean, it's a good way
0: to, I mean, especially because, like you said, like, I mean, he just. I think I think AJ caught I think he caught one pass in the first half. What I remember, or maybe I'm making that up. I can't remember. Uh, But he, yeah, I'm like just to get him involved, just something real quick like that. And then because to me, you've got a talent like AJ Brown and Demarcus Lodge, and they're basically they're just ghosts for an entire game, and they're really good players. And and nothing against uh I like Quincy Adebojo. Quincy Adebojo is a good college player but those two uh have way more ability than he does and uh I just get your best players the ball that's I just do that that's that's I like that strategy
1: yeah i mean uh, i'm i'm with you just get the ball to your playmakers uh and let's just see what happens um last thing uh there were just an ungodly amount of missed tackles, um, in space, a couple that stick out to me. Uh, I think it was around the goal line early in the game. Cherry Caldwell had a very, very big miss, uh, on a run fit, just completely whiffed. Um, second half, there was a huge third down CJ Hampton, uh, was right in position and just completely missed. Um, that seems to be a theme with him. Uh, yeah, too many missed tackles in space. Whether it was uh defensive lineman uh, missing tackles for loss or defensive backs just missing downfield, it, it was bad.
0: Yeah, defense just—they just yeah. <laughs>
1: there were a lot of problems. Uh, me, basically,
0: uh, our defense now, and I think you saw it in the second half. Like, if the defensive line cannot win the battle up front, uh, the rest—we don't. Our linebackers aren't good enough to make up. For them, uh, if they don't win that battle, so I think that's you saw a lot of Arkansas sort of pushing us around or holding back our pass rush, and and they were basically able to do whatever they want because you've got inferior linebackers, and then you know depending on who's on the field, you've either got uh, lack of talent in the secondary or uh, inexperience back there, and and it's it's I mean I guess it's sort of unfair the defensive line, but for us to be successful in defense, they have to win every single time.
1: Yeah. Um, the usually reliable pass rush that has been so great all year uh, was pretty much non-existent. They did have, I think, three sacks. Um, yeah, I mean, Haynes had one, Gates, and then Breland Speaks had one. Uh okay. And then there was a oh oh we had a uh we had a two for uh, we had Tony Bridges and uh Youngblood combined to get half a sack each, so I guess you know four oh no excuse me that was a that was a tackle for a loss never mind so yeah I was right three sacks total um when I mean Austin Allen dropped back thirty two times so not very good. Moving on uh, this week, hey, good news—you get another SEC team that's ranked to uh, make a statement. Bad news—it's on the road and it's in Baton Rouge, so I, this is just a nightmare waiting to happen. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I mean, unless they uh, they can fix things in a week, which,
1: which I, uh,
0: I mean, maybe they can. But uh, hey, hey
1: they, hey, they had two weeks and couldn't fix anything, so <laughs>
0: that's that's one of the other parts that makes it so frustrating. Is you've got two weeks. And you just come out and you're just, 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 so I don't, you know, I, I know Freeze said in his post-game uh, press conference, he basically said he thought a couple of their first tough touchdowns, they, we basically just gave them up uh, through whether it's just missed assignments or whatever, but, but how's that? I mean, <laughs> those are your first few plays after two weeks off and you're just completely not prepared. And that's, that's what's so frustrating and and i will say the defense i was looking at uh this earlier the bill connolly always of s b nation does you know the the success rate uh in in the first and second quarters, arkansas's offensive success rate sixty three percent fifty two percent and then in the second half the defense uh made that drop to forty one and thirty three percent which was uh, that's outstanding to me i think that's pretty outstanding uh the problem was uh our offense also uh, dropped and was actually our success rate in the third quarter and fourth 25%. And that's not good. And that's not how you uh, lose games to teams that you should beat.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the defense really clamped down and uh, made some plays. Uh, there were some big-time three-and-outs and, and big-time stops, but then the offense, Ole misses offense, just completely turned around and gave the ball right back to Arkansas. Couldn't capitalize. Um, so yeah, that was a uh, story of the night. Um right now I definitely do not feel good about the LSU game. Uh maybe I'll feel different Wednesday, Thursday, but uh yeah, this just seems like an absolute recipe for disaster. Uh and then, you know, with the with the cherry on top of uh Coach O being their coach now, so you know that they're gonna be out for blood.
0: Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> yeah, and on top of that it's a eight o'clock game. So the atmosphere and, and they just I guess Ojeda is now two and zero there, uh, so maybe he's convinced people that maybe he could get the job. But anyway, eight o'clock. Yeah. Uh, the crowd going to be drinking all day. It's going to be fun. Mark, it's, it's just going to be insane environment.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's got two huge marquee wins over Missouri and Southern Miss, so. Oh uh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, uh, and who knows if Leonard Fournette's going to come back? Um, I don't think he should. I, I've been saying for the past couple weeks that he needs to just have an apartment in Indianapolis and getting ready for the combine right now. Um, (laughs) There's no need for him to be playing, but, uh, yeah. So last time Ole Miss went down to death Valley, uh, didn't end so well. Uh, Dr. Bo, the valiant effort and they lost. Um, so yeah, right now don't feel great about this, uh, game. So who knows? Maybe, uh, something good will happen for once, but, uh, yep. With that, uh, that was the things that we loved and hated about the uh, Arkansas loss. Um, three years in a row, Uh loss to good old Bert. Uh, yeah, and
0: I, I, I looked this up. This is the last thing. for it. it's, uh, I was in a text message conversation with a friend last night. And I was basically saying, you know, he was saying it wasn't as bad as, as I was making it out to be. And I said, well, here's the, the – uh, This is a four-year average recruiting rankings, and I just used 24-7. Ole Miss from 2003 to 2016 has averaged about – ranked in the country about 11th. Arkansas has finished uh, basically anywhere between 24 and 25. So three years in a row, it seems that you you have more talent than.
1: Yeah, um, that's my thing. My biggest takeaway was that game last night showed – how talented Ole Miss was because they were in the game, they made plays all night, but it just showed the level of coaching that is on the sidelines, unfortunately. Um Yeah. Obviously the, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying to fire uh Hugh Freeze and how we gotta get a new No, I'm not saying that. There are some position coaches that I do not think are fit for an S E C West position. To say to say yeah. the least. Yeah, they've they've got who
0: uh at least at the end of the year I mean I I mean I know free, free is big on on family and loyalty and creating that you know like a family type atmosphere uh with the coaches and their families and all the play and every I get that but uh this I think this is 5 years and the same stuff keeps happening uh, I think you've got to take a a long hard look at uh at where your deficiencies are and uh and figure it out
1: Yep, and uh, so yeah, we talked about the big wins that Coach O has. Um, but who, boy, look in the mirror and look at who Ole Miss has beaten this year. Uh, this is going to be one of those epic, classic SEC West battles between uh, two teams that have blowout wins over Georgia and Missouri. Um, so Ooh. yeah, this is, is going to be like this is going to be like a pillow fight between uh, two bullies. Who pick on the uh, little kid and steal his lunch money? So um, yeah, should be fun. Should be lots of fun, Gray. Uh, but yeah, for the, <laughs> for, the uh, for the for the for the Sunday Hangover Edition uh, of Podcast Rebellion. Thanks for joining and clawing your eyeballs out with uh, Gray and myself. Um, Borky and I will be back later this week with guests from and the valley shook and we will talk about all of the awfulness that will happen down in death valley. So for that, I'm Zach. He's gray. Thanks for listening. We out.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather emergency or time of day,